Create. Discipline. Create. Collaborate. Create. Surprise. Create. Collaborate. This is Create Collaborate. Shout out to Ryan S. of Minnesota and Joe R. of Arkansas. Amazing support and encouragement. Thanks to Brian Five on Apple Podcasts, whose review said the following. The episode with Tom Buckner is amazing. It had me thinking about it all day. There are so many levels to that conversation. It's hilarious to listen to Jody respond to the curveballs that Tom is throwing him through the whole episode. Thanks, Brian. And thanks, Tom, for being a guest on the show. In general... You guys and all of my other listeners have given me so much support and so much kindness and I think been patient with me as I find the voice of this show. And it's with that in mind that I have to acknowledge the hardest feedback that I received in this early going. A trusted friend reminded me of the scene from The Incredibles. If you haven't seen the movie, it's one of Pixar's animated films among the best that they made early in the movie. Uh, the superhero mom, Elastigirl, is driving her son, the superhero boy, Dash, to school. And Dash is a super fast runner, like his name would imply. But he has to hold back at school, because if everybody knew the identities of the superheroes, it could compromise everything. He always has to be less than he is. And he, he knows that he has a special power, and he's telling his mom that it sucks that he can't be special. And she says, oh, Dash, everybody's special. And he mumbles under his breath in the back seat. If everybody's special, it's just another way of saying nobody's special. And this friend of mine repurposed that saying and shot it at me and said, Hey, I know you want your podcast to surpass all of your expectations, our expectations. But if you're trying to make a podcast for everyone, what you're really doing is making a podcast for no one. I didn't listen. I didn't listen to that feedback right away, but it kept nagging at me. And finally, I decided it was right. That feedback was right. I knew because I had spent two weeks starting to dread the process of making the podcast in a way that felt like I, I used to feel about my job. I, I knew something was wrong because as soon as the work feels heavy, you're doing work you shouldn't be doing. So I want to apologize to the Ryans and the Joes, the Bryans, all of you who have contributed to listening and making this experience fun. I have to take a turn. I have to return to what this show was originally meant to be. And this show was originally meant to be a podcast for unpublished writers who want to tell their story to the world and see that story published. And this is a platform where we can do that. If you listened in to my very first episode with Sean Black, that's exactly what I wanted to do every time. But some people started whispering in my ear, Jody, you won't be able to find enough guests like that. And I'm really going to pigeonhole myself from amazing conversations and opportunities, and I'm going to limit the number of people who are going to listen. And so I, I went the wrong direction. Thank you so much for interviewing with me, all of my guests. If you're listening, if you enjoyed the interview, and so you came back and you listened to other episodes, and now you're hearing this and thinking, well, what was I, you know, chopped liver? No, no. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. If nothing else, you've helped me to get more comfortable with interviewing, but it is much more than that. And I'm excited for everybody who recorded with me that I didn't release an episode for to see how your episode is going to be repurposed and made unique through this process. And now I want to transition. So you know the regular show comes out every single Wednesday at 5 a.m. Central Time. I will be releasing 
shorter, craft-oriented episodes. I will be releasing expert interview episodes on off days. You'll always get your Wednesday core show that's an interview with a storyteller. And then on off days, I'll be giving you more content that'll help you as a writer to improve your craft, to rethink the way you tell stories, to deepen your experience with your characters, with the scenes, with the climax, whatever you're trying to improve, this podcast is for you so that the stories that we collaborate on and the stories that we create for publication do the best that they possibly can. So it seems appropriate to start a talk with getting lost. We all get lost. We all lose our way when we're writing stories. And today I want to frame it up for you in an easy to remember format, the five D's of getting lost. What are those D's? Dread, dialogue, distraction, dead ends, and doubt. We're just going to pick through these and discuss how it might be affecting your work. And you can tell the moment that you took a wrong turn so that you spend less time pursuing wrong directions and more time going where the story needs to go. So what's dread? Dread is familiar for every writer at some point. You know it's time to sit down and write, but you just dread it. You dread the page. You're not sure why, you don't have a specific thing in mind, but the actual act of sitting feels like dread. And I'm assuming that if you're here, there are days where the work comes hard, but there's a difference between work coming hard and having a hard time getting in the mood and having a hard time meeting the commitment and dread. Dread is that feeling that you're trapped. You have to do something, but you don't want to. And that's a huge difference. If you're feeling that, that is a key indicator that your story went off track. So the second sign that you've gone off track is your dialogue. But you ask almost any writer on a first draft, and they're putting in 30 to 40% more dialogue than ends up in the, the published or publishable version of the story. That's because our characters actually speak into existence. They, they become as we're writing. And a character speaks in his or her own unique voice in order to give you input into the story. And so a lot of times in early drafts, characters start talking plot points. Now, you know, Dr. John... We're going to be making this incision. Well, of course, you don't say that to the doctor if you are the one making the incision because the doctor knows you're going to be making the incision. They've been there. But you'll do this a lot when you're first creating. If you find that you have a lot of dialogue and things are getting even heavier than that, if everything is going and you're having huge plot dumps through dialogue, not always, but a lot of times, that's a sign that you've gotten off track. Distraction is the hidden cousin of dread. You sit down. Maybe you don't feel that dread. Maybe maybe you just, ah, you want to see what the Cubs score was from yesterday. Or you want to read the, the summary of the game. Or you want to read up a little bit more about Tom Brady's retirement. A little bit of distraction makes sense. A little bit of distraction is fairly common. I don't even punish myself if I spend 20 minutes every morning when I should be writing, browsing Facebook or whatever it might be. That's a decision I made partly because I have the time to fit it in, but also, my mind sometimes is, is, is really slow at processing. So a certain amount of distraction is fine. But I know every single time I sit down to do work, if I'm distracted the whole time and every other second I want to flip to see something new that pops into my mind, that's a surefire sign that I have gone the wrong direction with the story. And it should be for you too. Dead ends. Also known as writer's block. Now, I'm going to kind of blow things up for you here a little bit. Writer's block doesn't exist. You can call it whatever you want. You can call it writer's block if you want. 
But the writer's block that you think of, the writer's block that's romanticized in Hollywood and all of those other stories about the, the writer who's struggling with the story, but he's got writer's block, writer's block, writer's block, writer's block and it's tragic. And he's just got to take back his life and win the woman of his dreams, and suddenly it'll all flow. That kind of writer's block? B.S. Throw it away. It's not real. Don't believe in it. If you're going to call it writer's block, then think of it as a dead end. And that means you got to a point in the story from being so darn stubborn that the story can't go anywhere else. You just run straight into a wall. You're backed into a corner and there's nowhere to go. That is writer's block or dead ends. Now, you're like, Jody, <laughs> you are nobody. You can't tell me writer's block doesn't exist because I read Stephen King and I know that he got writer's block when he was writing The Stand. The kind of writer's block I'm talking about. Yeah, I agree. He did. He took the story where it wasn't supposed to go. And he saw an ending that he really wanted to write. But it didn't serve the story. He had to go where the story was leading. So take it from me. Take it from Stephen King. Writer's block. That romantic, sweet, getting your life straight so you can unplug the blockage doesn't exist. And if you have writer's block, if you're at a dead end, you got to go back and figure out where you took the wrong turn. And everything will flow from there. Now listen, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I'm writing a novel right now. And I got to that point where all five of these things, I haven't got to the fifth one yet, but where all five of these things were hitting me every single day. And I was like, this is awful. And I was writing and I was pushing through and I was just really bearing down and making it happen. And then it dawned on me, I'm a moron. Now I had to go back through the book, back back, page after page after page. Where does it get good? I had to go back to the beginning of the novel and I had to read until I had that moment of like, oh, right here, right here. I had to cut 96 pages. That's how stubborn I am. Those of you who know me, not a surprise. I cut those 96 pages and the book is flowing again. The writer's block is gone. The distractions are to a minimum. There's no dread. I'm enjoying the process again. So here's the last bit. This is the hardest one to diagnose if it's a wrong turn, or just your own self fighting against you. And that's doubt. All of us doubt that our work is good enough. All of us doubt that our story is unique enough. All of us doubt that what we're doing is the right thing. That is common. But when you have doubt because you think my character should never do this, or my character would never do this, or this setting feels so wooden, no one's going to connect to it, any kind of doubt where you feel that you're not connecting with your own book and you doubt that it's good because you're not connecting, that's the moment where you've taken a wrong turn. If you doubt that other people will like it, that's normal. That's normal and you should accept that as part of the life of a creator of any kind of art, but especially of writing because you just don't get that instantaneous feedback. Somebody takes your book and they run away and they hide and they read it and you don't get to look at the face that's reading the book. Which as an aside, I love sitting in a room while my wife is reading something that I've written because I can sneak a look at her. And if she's smirking, I know I've got gold. She never laughs out loud, almost never. But if she's smirking, I know I've hit gold. Anyway, that's another topic for another discussion. Today, thank you so much for tuning in. I wanted to give you just a quick, crafty little tidbit for any of the writers who are listening in, for those of you who are going to come on the journey with me, for people who want to see their work published and want it to get better, we are a community. We're collaborating together to make this stuff awesome. So thank you so much for being part of this process with me, for taking an abrupt turn as I get this show back to its purpose. 
I'm really excited. Every Wednesday, 5 a.m., you're going to hear an interview from somebody like Sean Blagg telling their story. And you get the opportunity just by listening to vote for your favorite story. Every 13 weeks, we will look at those episodes as a single season, and we will measure the listen activity of the first seven days. There's going to be some other metrics you can ask if you want, or if you're interested in interviewing on this show, please reach out to me, jodyjsperling at gmail.com. Go to my website. You can find my socials there, whatever you want. But if you want to be on the show and you want to learn how we're going to do the voting for the Wednesday interviews and decide which book we're going to publish, because yes, Create Collaborate as a platform, a publisher is going to publish your book. There are a lot of reasons why it's really beneficial to you. And heck, it's fun for me. So I lost my way here. (laughs) Oh, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share this with a friend who might be interested in learning more about writing or just getting a little writing juice mojo going for them in their brains.